This is Husker Sports Network Originals, presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Husker Sports Network Originals tell iconic stories from Husker history, featuring insights from the players and coaches who lived them. Subscribe to the Husker Sports Network on your favorite podcast service. And now, Nebraska baseball from grit to glory. Scott comes set. Here's the 0-1. Drill to left field. Going back is Carson McCusker. Looking up, it is gone. Home run, Polinski. And the Cornhuskers have jumped in front. Three to nothing. 1-0 pitch. Ground ball up the middle. Tough play. Sneaks into center field for a hit. Altavilla's going to score. Here comes Hellstrom to score. And Colby Gomez does deliver. And it's a 5-0 Husker lead. Waldron into the wine, kicks, and the one-two pitch. Strike three called, he got him looking, and he matches his jersey number with a new career high in strikeouts with 10. No balls, two strikes, Shannon's pitch. Swing and a miss. Gunner's gonna have to throw to first to complete the strikeout, and he does, and Shea Shannon gets a strikeout of Alex Garcia, leaving two big base runners out there for the Cowboys. Gomez comes set, deep breath, the first pitch. Drill to left field and it's gone and we have it. Oklahoma State lead now a six to five, my goodness. Man, what a difference 15 minutes makes. You just got one out left obviously, but for as rocked as OSU was to start this game, times that by a thousand, that's what's happening right now in that first base dugout. Cowboy crowd realizing they need one more strike to get to 2-0 in the regional. And a miraculous come from behind night here at the Brick Town. The 2-2 pitch. Strike three called. Cowboys win it. 6-5. I was in such a fog that I don't even remember the Huskers at bats in the bottom of the ninth because they were the home team that night against Oklahoma State. And when the game ended, we knew that the season was over. So he came back and kind of went through the motions the next day with UConn. And I, I think in some degree the team did too. I, I don't want to fault them for their effort. I think they tried, but just their heart wasn't in it. So then Ben and I jump in the car and just make our way back toward Lincoln. We just wanted to, to get back home after what was just kind of a heartbreaking, heart-wrenching Saturday night in Oklahoma City. And then we're back in the office on Monday and that's when the news leaked out that Coach Herstad had decided to step away from coaching Nebraska's baseball team. I mean, you just know that at some point it's going to happen. Um, and I guess for me, the, the biggest thing is just, you know, you start looking at the next wave of recruits and look in their eyes, and I can't be honest with them about being here. And kids are growing up fast. And after about 25 years of grinding as a player and a coach, just ready to take a deep breath and smile again. And it's tough because I really enjoy the kids. I mean, I love Nebraska, obviously, uh, but it's, uh, it's time. The minute Darren made it official, anybody close to the program, your first thought was Will Bolt. He's from there. He understands the culture. He understands the place. And he's ready to become a head coach at this level. 
So I think we all pointed our, our attention toward Will Bolt the minute you heard the Darren news. They asked me you know, what I thought, and I said, there's only one phone call you need to make, and that's to Will Bolt. Welcome to Nebraska baseball, from grit to glory. I'm Ben McLaughlin. In early June of 2019, the Nebraska baseball program was turned upside down. The head coach of the Huskers, Darren Erstad, surprised his team, fans, and the media alike by announcing that he was stepping down. Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose was then tasked of finding his successor. Moose found his man in Will Bolt, who, like Coach Erstad, was a Husker legend. When I was a senior in high school, really going into my senior year, uh, Rob Childress and Dave Van Horn had been recruiting me pretty heavily to Northwestern State in Natchitoches, Louisiana. They were at a lot of our summer ball games. They had a really good relationship with our summer coach, Clay Hill, and they had offered me a scholarship to Northwestern State. I'd gone there on a visit in the fall of my senior year. That was back when that was kind of the recruitment time was really that summer and then into the fall of your senior year. And uh, I went on a visit to Northwestern State and I knew I liked the coaching staff. I had a good relationship with them. I went on a visit and I said, you know, I really like you guys, but I'm gonna wait, wait till the spring. I really feel like I wanna play in the Big 12. Texas A&M was ironically enough my dream school and I was kind of lightly recruited by Rice a little bit at the time too. It wasn't in the Big 12, but it was a power. So they said, okay, you know, appreciate it. And two months later, Dave gets the job here. And so I get a phone call almost immediately from them once they get this job. And Dave says, hey, Will, you know, you want to play in the Big 12, right? And I said, yep, I do. And so he said, well, I'm at Nebraska now. And I said, Nebraska, the University of Nebraska. Yep, we just got here. I brought Coach Childress with me and, you know, we're going to get this thing going and would like to bring you on a visit up here. And literally looking back on it, I said to him, I said, I didn't know the University of Nebraska had a baseball team. And that's, you know, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, where my head was at, just a Texas kid. And, but I knew I loved the coaching staff that had just gotten the job here and I wanted to come check it out. So I came on a visit and got to meet Coach Osborne on my visit just randomly. And I really had a lot of good feedback from the players just having been around the new coaching staff for, you know, a few weeks and just had a good feel for the university, the support staff and left here going, man, I could see myself going there, even though there was snow in the outfield at the time. <laughs> so and then, you know, they, they stuck with it for another couple of months um, throughout the season and, you know, ended up making a commitment during my senior year in the spring. He found success on the field almost immediately. Bolt's former teammate, Jeff Lisey, attributes that to his pure passion for the game. I mean, I'd just say fiery intense, right? Like, I mean, he, he had a desire to win. And when I say fiery intense, not necessarily in your face or that kind of thing, but he just had a really strong work ethic. He had really high confidence in himself and in the team. And and again, when I said not in a bad way, in a healthy way, had that confidence. And I mean, just, just wanted to go out and win, whether it was anything he could do to help the team, you know, whether that was pushing guys or, or, you know, laying down a bunt or stealing a base or whatever it was, wanted to help the team win. Dan Johnson, another former teammate of Bolts and currently a student assistant for the Huskers, believes that Bolt's dedication and devotion as a player translates well into his coaching ability. The funny thing is, is he was intense while we played. You know, it was business once we hit the field. It's a great thing to bring to these boys is, is teaching them that, you know, once you get between the lines, it's, a, it's business. And, 
you know, given the responsibility to take care of the, your job on the field as well as off the field. And he does a great job. And, and I believe that's exactly how he was when we, we played back then. Once we got between the lines, it didn't matter who was on the other side of the field. They were the enemies until the game was over. You know, really the foundation was laid the first year in 99, my freshman year when we won the Big 12 tournament. Those seniors were great to us. They were a lot of guys that had, you know, hadn't been recruited by the current staff. And they kind of helped lay the foundation for how it was going to go. And then, you know, the 2000 team, I still make an argument that may have been the, the most talented of the up into the until the 05 season, I think. Kind of just, again, laying that groundwork that, hey, we're one game away from Omaha. And then the, the group we had in 01 was very driven. We talked about Omaha every day in practice. We talked about it as a group. We were very, very much aware of what we wanted to do, what our goals were. Topolsky grounds it to second. Bolt, nice play. Harvey picks it. Got him. Oh, oh baby. Oh, right Base hit center field. Bump takes off. He rounds third. The throw from the center fielder, Eamon, is not going to get there. Snippy cuts us again. All right. What irony and what justice for Will Bolt, the youngster, the freshman out of Conroe, Texas, sends the Longhorns home for the second day in a row for the Big L. Nobody up in the Husker pen. It's Tom Ott's game now. The 3-1. High in the air towards center. Drifting out is Bolt from short. And the dream. What's improbable? It's reality. Nebraska is going to the College World Series. Will Bolt had success as a player, but it was coaching that would pave his future in baseball. I think the transition was just like you kind of just get in game, you know, playing mode. And as a player, you're thinking, well, I'm just going to play forever. You know, and I so I kind of had to make some decisions, didn't get drafted. And so I was like, OK, well, I can go the free agent route or maybe independent ball route and kind of just having conversations with Coach Childress and Andy Sawyers at the time and some people that I really respected. Coach Anderson, hey, I think you'd make a good coach if that's something you'd want to do. And I said, I thought about it, but I just wasn't sure if that's. So I think kind of just I had a year in between. I was just finishing my degree in 2003 after my playing career was done and really just did some soul searching on what I really wanted to make of my career. The 04 season was I was able to coach a kind of created a position for me as grad manager that kind of helped propel me. And I realized right away that that was what I wanted to do at that point. Bolt got his first opportunity as a coach at Texarkana Junior College back in his home state of Texas. You get to a Texarkana and you realize this is all on me and, and my staff. You know, we're the field crew. We, we drive the vans. You know, we make the scheduling. We set up the meals. We do all of it. So that you really, I think those years I was at Texarkana were probably the biggest growth for me uh, personally and professionally. Just being on our own. We bought our first house in Texarkana. I got my first paycheck. So there was a lot of learning going on in those years. And that was a, looking back on it, that was the best decision I could have ever made was to go that route. But for Will Bolt, the path was always destined to lead back to Nebraska. Yeah, so uh, Darren gets the job, and I had a missed phone call from a California number on my cell phone. And I was actually in my backyard. We were having a grill out with the Harvell family because they were there coaching with us. And my phone was inside, and I came back in, and I saw I had a California number missed phone call. And so I had a voicemail from from Darren. And so he said, hey, I, I got this job at Nebraska and I want you to come coach with me. This is, I've heard enough things that lead me to believe that this is going to be a great fit. So I ended up 
coming up here and visiting with him, sitting down and, and realize that we were very aligned and kind of what our thoughts were about what needed to get done. And so very thankful for him. You know, again, I was a junior college coach at the time. So him kind of taking that chance on me to get, essentially put a lot on my plate. You know, I was ran the offense, coached third base, coached the infielders, kind of helping Darren on the day-to-day things. And so that was something I'll always be thankful for. I'd never been through the process of finding coaches before. He was the absolute first phone call that I was making. And I I actually called him before he, because he had interviewed for the job and applied for the head job. And I actually offered him the assistant job before he was told that he didn't have the head job. So it's kind of an awkward thing, but absolute no brainer with him being the shortstop on the team that got Nebraska over the hump and, and got him to Omaha and knowing that he had already had different stops as a coach and was the head coach at Texarkana. I was going to do everything in my power to get him here. So I leaned on him a ton and just for the structure of practices and a lot of drills and, you know, some coach speak and just certain things from that standpoint on the offensive side, especially, and just, you know, how, how you're going to go about, you know, your daily business. He, I leaned on him a lot and I couldn't have done it without him. However, Coach Bolt had his eyes set on the SEC, opting to return to the state of Texas in 2014 to take a job on Rob Childress's staff at Texas A&M. It was tough. It was real tough. We were really moving things in the right direction here. Um, had been to a regional after, in 13, we were basically one game away. We kind of started to chip away, and we were second in the league and second in the tournament and still not a regional team because we got off to such a tough start. And then in 14, we were a good team. We were felt like we were really moving things in a really good direction. And, you know, my love of, of Nebraska and being here in Lincoln and just, you know, working for Darren, those were all, it was tough. It was a tough decision. But, you know, again, looking back on it, it was another experience for me to gain knowledge and, again, some things that, man, this is going to work. Maybe this is something that's not going to work. This is, uh, and I got to work with, you know, Rob again and Justin Seeley, who uh, was my college roommate, and we were in each other's weddings. And so it was a tough decision, but it was it was good, you know, from a standpoint of we had our middle son at that time was really young, and so we were getting closer to family and just having a chance to coach in the SEC, that was uh, a great experience. Husker Sports Network Originals are presented by JTech Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Find out more about this great Husker partner at jtechconst.com. Now back to Nebraska baseball, from grit to glory. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, you're, you're going to be the third base coach for Texas A&M in the SEC, culture to your family. You know, you're with some some coaches that you have uh, have a history with, and and I get that, and but that doesn't mean I have to like it. It was frustrating knowing that there was bigger and better out there to to get to, and and but I that's part of the deal. I just I learned so much from Will those first few years about you know offensively and, and you know how to structure an offense or how to structure practice or hitting drills and just terminology and and how to explain things to kids and you know so I I I've leaned on him pretty hard, but. I was happy for him to be closer to home. I was happy for him to, you know, get that job. But I'm not gonna lie to you, the back of my head, he was getting back here. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was you know, one of those things that uh, you know needed to do. Although Coach Erstad understood Bolt's decision, the move didn't sit right with others, including the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. I was upset with Will Bolt, to be honest with you, when when he left for A and M. You felt like Nebraska had something pretty good going with Darren Erstad and Will Bolt and Ted Silva. That you felt like you had the right pieces in place. Will was becoming a very dynamic recruiter. 
You knew that he had the respect of the guys on the team. Our offense was starting to click. That 2014 season, I think, in my 12 years at Nebraska, was the best team. And so you really felt like, oh, man, we're, this is going to stunt our growth. And I think it did for a couple years with Will leaving. I, I don't blame Will for wanting that job. I know he and his wife are both from the state of Texas, and it was getting them back closer to family, and they had young children, which was, would get them close to their grandparents. I understood all that. I didn't like it. But Bolt couldn't stay away from his alma mater forever. When the Big Red fell to Oklahoma State in the regional in 2019, it effectively put an end to the Erstad era, setting the stage for Bolt to return to Nebraska. Soon after the Huskers lost their final game to UConn, Erstad broke the news to his team. It was tough. I had told the staff the night before that was, that was tough, but saying goodbye to those student athletes was very, very difficult. I never imagined the joy that I would get out of developing those relationships with them, but it's real. And I think that as hard as it was, they understood. And I had a pretty strong feeling in my heart. I wasn't torn, so it just felt right. But going through the whole process, yeah, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Darren Erstad's decision to step down was a stunner, taking even those close to the program, like former player Jeff Lisey, by surprise shock like you said I mean it was it was surprising how they lost that game to Oklahoma State was unfortunate you kind of had a bad feeling going into that next day it's just hard to bounce back and hard to recover from that type of loss and with Darren stepping down I'd kind of heard some rumors that that might happen so I guess I wasn't totally surprised but I think like anybody you don't know if that's rumor or if if there's any truth to it so obviously Darren did a great job at Nebraska he's loved here and always will be so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some surprise, but from everything, it sounds like it's good for him, it's good for his family, and, and good for Will with the opportunity he has. Meanwhile, Bolt had just finished up another season as an assistant at Texas A&M. However, it didn't take long for Bolt to hear the news. I got home, I, I saw the kids and, and Lauren, my wife, and gave them a hug and said, hey, here we go, like, season's done, recruiting's getting ready to start. And I sat down and hardly took a deep breath, and my phone started blowing up. And hey, this is what's going on at Nebraska. You know, what do you think? And I'm, I'm just hard to even process at that point because our season's over. I'm thinking about recruiting. I'm thinking about exit meetings with our players at A&M, and this totally blindsided me. I had no idea that this was coming. Great day today uh, for the University of Nebraska, and really, what a compliment when. Uh, as an institution, we can bring one of our own home as we're doing today with Will Bolt. We got the full package here, um, a scrapper, a winner, a beautiful family, and uh, he's back with us now and I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Let's welcome the 24th head baseball coach at the University of Nebraska, Will Bolt. The return to Nebraska was a welcome sight to Will Bolt's former teammates. I thought it was awesome. I was pumped. I mean, you just don't know what an athletic director's thinking and what people are thinking if they go out and try and hire somebody else or do something different. And I have total faith and confidence in Will and the job that they're going to do. He's I mean, a tireless worker. And, and like I said, I mean, he knows, he knows the recipe and how to get it done here. So it's, it'll be fun to watch him build it. The hire was praised by members of the media as well including Omaha native and ESPN analyst Kyle Peterson. And I credit Bill Moose, who I, I really don't know at all, but, I mean, you go look at the, you know, the higher ends of baseball, basketball, and football, and, you know, that's, that's kind of hitting three home runs, at least on the front end. 
And Will definitely fits into that category. So from my standpoint, it would have been a surprise if it was somebody besides Will because every box that you would want to check besides he's been a head coach somewhere, which I think if you look at some of the best head coaches around the country right now, they weren't head coaches before they got there. Kevin O'Sullivan was not a head coach before he got to Florida. Tim Corman was not a head coach at the Division One level before he got to Vanderbilt. Brian O'Connor was not a head coach before he got to Virginia. There's a lot of them out there that are at the top of the list that were not head coaches before they got an opportunity in a big spot. So I don't think it's a prerequisite to somebody to be, you know, he had to have done it at this level and this level before we bring him up to this level. Will, Will knows what he's getting into, and, and he knows what surrounds him pretty well. I mean, it's one thing that, that Will always did is they'd pressure you on the base pass, not necessarily with stolen bases, but take an extra 90 if you can and, and force in a defense to make certain plays. I think he gave him a fair amount of freedom, which is a good thing. You know, freedom a lot of times work with, I mean, it works with your personnel. If you've got personnel that's earned freedom, then you give a little, a little bit more. But the mind is right, obviously, and the understanding of it is. And I think just the ability to relate to kids and know what you've got, know when you've got to tighten the screws a little bit, know when you take your hands off the wheel and kind of let them play. And, and I think Will is very good at that. With a solid foundation in place, the future of Nebraska baseball looks bright under Will Bolt. You know, when you have a program that has gotten to Omaha, you know, that should be the standard, and that's where you want to get, and it's achievable. And nobody knows better than the, the guy that's the head coach now there. You know, I, I always would be, in my head, just that I never was able to get the team there because that's what you wanted to do, right? But it wasn't by lack of effort, but it didn't happen. But I, I, I truly believe that Will can do it, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to watch. And one thing about Will is, is he had a saying that I remember way back when is he, he just would say, winners win. And of course, I mean, that's what a winner is, but he just, that's what he does. Everywhere he goes, they win. Whether he's been a player or a coach, just win. And, you know, his attitude he brings every day, his, his effort that he brings every day, that's just, that's what it's all about. And uh, I have no doubt he's going to be successful. I mean, to me, it starts with grit and toughness, right? I mean, we talked about bringing the lunch pail with us to practice or to games or whatever it was, and we were a tough group. Like we we didn't care that we came into the season unranked and you know weren't highly recruited and and that kind of thing. We were going to outwork you, we were going to outplay you. But you look at those teams and we were extremely well balanced. Like we had a ton of team speed. Um, I think Coach Boulder, you'll see him recruit speed. They're going to try and steal bases, but still they'll they'll play small ball. They'll lay down bunts, whether it's drag bunts or sack bunts. So they'll play small ball. There's a lot of speed. But we also had guys that hit for average. We had guys in the middle of the order that hit for power. Uh, we played good defense. And then last but not least, we pitched really well. I mean, we had great pitching staff. So those teams, and it's and it's easy to say, but very complete teams, well-coached teams. I, I think we did the little things, and we cared about each other. And I think it probably starts with that. I mean, we're a very close team. And I know not all teams are that way, but very close, good friendships, and I think when that's the case, you're willing to go that extra mile. You're willing to work a little bit harder and push a little bit harder and do some of the little things for your teammates. I really believe Will and this staff have a chance to keep pushing this program down the tracks. I know they're working their tail off in recruiting. They've got great ties with all the people around the Midwest that understand Nebraska baseball, where it's been, how good it can be, how much fun it can be here. And I was talking to some folks in the Big Ten I was told that several Big Ten coaches were relieved back in 2014 when Will left because they knew he was making huge headways throughout the upper Midwest in recruiting and that Nebraska was only going to continue to get better with Will here. And they were happy when he left the program. So I, I think it's fantastic that he's now back 
and I, I am so excited about the future of Husker baseball. I don't think there's any limitations whatsoever. I mean, people can use weather, but hey, man, it's it's cold in Ann Arbor, and, and they're doing okay, and it's cold a lot of other places. they got great facilities. They've got great history. It's a power athletic department with a fan base that really cares, and I, I just I don't think there's really any limitations on the program. I don't think you could look at anything as not being achievable. We have talent on this team. We have guys on this roster that won a Big Ten championship. We have guys on this roster that have been to multiple regionals. We have a good foundation here. Darren left a great culture. These guys have been expected to work hard. They've tasted winning. So it's not a situation where we've got to start from scratch at all. And so, again, we're just maybe implementing a few things here and there that we feel are important. I can't begin to really put into words how thankful I am for our players and how they've really embraced a lot of the things that we've asked them to do. And just the character and makeup of our team, I'm thrilled with. These guys, are they're great kids. They want to win. They want to do right. And so I'm excited about the future here and, and it, you know, hopefully the future is now. I'm back here in a place that I love, uh, in a state, in a fan base that has been nothing but great to my family and me through the years, and a university that I've tried to make proud most of my adult life as a player and, you know, as a coach. And so I, I don't necessarily look at it in terms of, wow, like this is my program or I'm in a, you know, this position. I'm just, I look at it like, hey, I'm back here. You know, I want to help the University of Nebraska baseball be the best we can possibly be, which is all even as an 18 year old kid coming out of Conroe High School, that's all I cared about was was that, you know, so coming back here, that's kind of the way I feel. I'm surrounded by incredible support. I have fantastic assistant coaches. I have support staff that is great um, and an athletic department that is second to none. So it's just, it's exciting. The preceding has been a Husker Sports Network original. Nebraska Baseball from Grit to Glory was hosted by Ben McLaughlin. Executive producers were Josh Hilkeman and Tim Curran, with assistance from Austin Orman. Sound designed by Brett Whitty. Additional audio was provided by Husker Vision. Subscribe to Husker Sports Network podcasts for more great Husker Sports original episodes. Presented by JTech Construction.